Welcome to a time of worship and prayer to connect with our Creator, heart, soul, and mind. In Matthew 22, the Sadducees ask Jesus what the greatest commandment is. His answer is twofold. He replies, You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, and with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. This is the great and first commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So friends, this time is a time set aside for us to worship and pray not only with our minds, but with our hearts and our souls, so that we can be transformed from the inside out and love our neighbors as ourselves. My hope with these weekly meditations is to give us space to reflect on what we heard in the sermon on Sunday. How do we take what we heard and know in our heads to be true and let it transform our hearts into the likeness of Christ? So wherever you are, I just invite you to take a deep breath in through your nose and let it out through your mouth. In through the nose and out through the mouth. One more time in through the nose and out through the mouth. Inhale through the nose. Seal the lips and exhale through the nose. Continue to breathe with your own rhythm of breath in through the nose and out through the nose. Genesis 2 7 says, Then the Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living creature. So as you begin to notice your breath, I just invite you to take a moment to give thanks to the one who gave you that breath and know that he is as close to you as your next breath. I invite you to begin to notice what your breath is like. Where in your body do you feel your breath? Can you feel the pace of your breath? Maybe the quality, maybe the temperature. As you breathe in, can you begin to let your breath come all the way down to the bottom of your belly and begin to let your ribs expand, let your belly expand. And then as you breathe out, imagine your lungs are a balloon and you're emptying that stale air that no longer serves you, making room for fresh, life-giving oxygen. And then just begin to let each breath become a little more expansive than the last. Now I invite you to notice your body. If you're seated in a chair, I invite you to plant your feet firmly on the ground and sit up nice and tall. Or maybe you're walking as you're listening to this. If so, just begin to notice your feet as they move along the ground. Wherever you are and whatever you're doing, can you begin to relax your shoulders away from your ears? Relax your jaw unfurl your brow 
and just continue to breathe deeply the breath of life. To connect our minds to our hearts and our souls, we're going to practice breath prayer. This practice of breath prayer is just the intentional linking of our breath with a word or a short phrase. Our breathing is something that comes naturally. It's automatic, continuous, and involuntary. And when we let our inhales and our exhales represent an intentionally chosen prayer, we begin to live out Paul's instructions in 1 Thessalonians 5.17 to pray without ceasing. So in the quiet of your heart, on your next inhale, whisper, Make my heart. And as you exhale, like your heart. Inhale, make my heart. And exhale like your heart. Take a moment to just breathe and pray it out with your own rhythm of breath. Inhaling, make my heart. And exhale like your heart. This week we continued our restoration series and Aaron invited us to consider that the gospel message is bigger than just the salvation message. It's the gospel of the kingdom of God. Friends, this is not the first time that Aaron has preached about the kingdom of God. If I'm honest, I don't remember the first time he preached about this, but what I do know is that when he did, it was transformational for me. It woke me up to what the good news really is. For me, I remember when I was younger being taught about Jesus being my savior. That I just need to accept him into my heart so that I can be saved and go to heaven. But that's where the message ended. Accept Jesus and you're saved. The end. For me, I felt like, okay, that's great. But what about the fact that all the people around me that have accepted Jesus as their savior are not nice people? How come they don't act any different than the people that they that have accepted Jesus as their savior? If I'm honest, this message and behavior drove me to not want any part of Jesus because I didn't trust it. But God, but God is the relentless pursuer of my heart, and one day I heard Aaron preach the message that there is so much more to being a Christian than salvation. And that changed everything for me. That God didn't just send Jesus to die for my sins so I can get to heaven. He sent Jesus here as an example of what you and I should act like so that we can bring heaven crashing down to earth. Friends, this was the whole point of Aaron's message on Sunday. As Aaron said, the lifestyle of living like Jesus is really, really important. If we don't get that nailed down, the rest of it doesn't really matter. The good news, the gospel, is that the kingdom of God is here and now, and that everyone, everywhere, is invited to be a part of it. And in order for that to happen, God has to be the king of my heart. It's not about taking space or boundaries or a place for the kingdom of God. It's about letting God rule and reign in my heart. And when we do, we will show up differently in the world. And as Aaron said last week, the problem is when professing Christians accept Jesus with their mouth but deny him with their lifestyle. 
So friends, let's continue this process of self-examination. Not from a space of condemnation, but from a space of honest reflection of where we are at in our hearts. Psalm 51, 10 through 12 says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. So friends, my invitation for us today is just to take a moment to reflect on our hearts. What are the idols in our hearts that are getting in the way of God being the king of our hearts? Where in our lives are we professing Jesus with our lips but denying him with our lifestyle? As Aaron said, in order for the king to rule in my heart, I need to look and act like him. I don't speak on my behalf anymore. I speak on behalf of the king. I am his ambassador. My life is his. So friends, take a few moments and reflect on the spaces in your heart that you need to surrender so that you can look and act more and more like him every day. I invite you to just come back to your breath prayer. As you inhale, whisper, make my heart. And as you exhale, like your heart. Inhale, make my heart. Exhale, like your heart. Aaron gave the definition of the kingdom of God as this. The kingdom of God is the rule and reign of God, advancing here on earth, bringing healing and wholeness by pushing out chaos. He went on to say the kingdom of God pushes out competing voices in our life, including our own. Oof. How many times do our own wants and desires get in the way of God ruling and reigning in our hearts? Maybe it's not even our own wants and desires. Maybe it's the lies we believe about who we are or are not. Friends, we are God's children. When we let him rule and reign in our heart, we look and act more and more like him, and his presence is reflected in our lives. Let God rule and reign in your heart and stop selling yourself short. When we do that, it's an invitation for the people around us to do the same. And each time we do that, the kingdom of God advances forward and earth begins to look a little more like heaven. So again, I just invite you to take a moment and reflect. To take a moment and repeat Psalm 51, 10 through 12 to yourself. Let the words just wash over you and through you. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. 
Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. Inhale, make my heart and exhale like your heart. Aaron's first two implications were this. He said the kingdom of God is the space where God rules and reigns in the heart of his people. And the gospel isn't a salvation method only. It isn't, or it is an invitation to a new reality living in the midst of this one. So friends, are you going to accept this invitation? Are you going to let God rule and reign in your heart so that his kingdom can move forward and heaven can come crashing down to earth? Because that's what the good news is all about. That the kingdom of God is here and now and that everyone, everywhere, is invited to be a part of it. So Father God, we just thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you for the good news. We thank you that the good news is so much more than just being saved one day. That we are a part of something bigger. We thank you that you have invited us to be a part of advancing your kingdom here on earth by the way we live our lives. And Lord, forgive us for the times when we don't do that well. Lord, as we move throughout this week, help us to examine our hearts and lay down any idols that may be in the way of advancing your kingdom. Help us to not only profess you with our lips, but for our lives to reflect that you rule and reign in our hearts as well. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Just one glance can change.